If you like compassion, excuses, and heartwarming messages, you have clicked on the wrong link. There's a new sports voice in Toronto. The smooth-talking, roughnecking Mike Roach, where sports life and truth collide. New sports entertainment for the next generation. Something different. No bias and no BS. This is the Mike Roach Podcast. Subscribe to the Mike Roach Podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcast. And remember to follow Mike on Instagram at Mike Roach 7 Everyone was eating against the Dallas Mavericks. I said everybody was eating. They're plump. The food was good. But can the Raptors continue to play like that? That, uh, If they can. If they can. That means they have something. It means they got something. I mean, Dallas, second place in the West. Haven't won there since 2019. Doncic was playing. Kyrie was playing. There was no excuses in Dallas, but the Toronto Raptors got it done. What is going on, people? Welcome to another episode of the Mike Roach podcast. You know, I'm always glad to be back on the microphone and the Toronto Raptors. Big time win against the Dallas Mavericks in Dallas. 127-116. We must discuss. It needs to be talked about because that was a big time win. Best win of the season thus far, thus far for the Toronto Raptors. And we got to talk about some things here tonight. We got to talk about some things here, man, because I saw some really good play out there from pretty much everybody who touched the floor. I had not one problem with anybody who was on the floor. There were some really good things going on. The offense looked crisp. The defense looked really good, specifically with some players that we'll talk about and get into. But, man, I I mean, when you look at the starters, Siakam, OG, Barnes, Pirtle, Schroeder, they played a really good game out there, every single one of them. The bench played well. Chris Boucher. Nice bounce back after not playing. Otto Porter played 15 minutes. Malachi Flynn played 15 minutes. 26 minutes from Gary Trent Jr. Grady Dick came in with seven minutes. Bench did well. Specifically Malachi Flynn. Specifically Chris Boucher. Gary Trent Jr. for the most part, he is pretty much their sixth man at this point. And we know, we know that Gary Trent Jr., he typically balls out. He typically balls out. So we don't have to look at him too much as a as a bench guy, even though he does come off the bench. But to me, he still he still plays starters minutes. Right? Like Gary Trent is one of those guys. He's like a tweener at this point can come off your bench and that is great but yes he can be a starter for you as well so Gary Trent Jr. and the other thing make it an impact make it an impact however long you are on the court for can you make an impact while you're out there 15 minutes 
five minutes, five seconds, two minutes. I don't care. Can you make an impact when your name gets called and you have to go perform? That's what we want to know. And guys did that. And the last thing, good second halves. This is the second game in a row now where we have seen a much better second half in terms of pretty much everything compared to the first half. First game being in San Antonio and this next game here in Dallas. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Now, of course, you want to be able to start the game better. But when you're not doing so hot so well and then you can turn it up in that second half, that tells me that Darko Ryakovich is giving a a message that is being well received at halftime. And that's that's really a positive thing. So, I mean, the first thing I gotta do is I got a lot of got a lot of bombs here, folks. I'll drop a bomb. Come on now. Let's drop a bomb right there for the Toronto Raptors. Because that is, as I mentioned, 127-116 in Dallas. First win in 2019. But but let's let's get into some things here. Now, we've noticed a bit of a difference with one Scotty Barnes. Your boy Scotty Barnes is looking like an all-star in the making. He's putting up some numbers. And what I really like about Scotty Barnes is that even when he doesn't necessarily play well early in the game, he comes on strong in the third and in the fourth and in OT if you need him, baby. Scotty Barnes is ready to provide. Okay, he's ready. And he does the intangibles. He's not just a guy where, as you look at it and say, okay, if he's not putting the ball in the basket, then he ain't doing anything. Scotty Barnes shot 4 of 15 from the field and still played damn good yesterday. Still played damn good yesterday. But how is he playing differently? How and why does he look different compared to last year? We're going to talk about that in a second. Dennis Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder, man. His intensity on defense. His ability to get to the basket. His quickness, man. Dennis Schroeder's quickness is on another level. He is by far, by far, one of the quickest guards in the league. That is not even to be debated. The way this guy can beat his defender and finish at the basket, I mean, sometimes it's a it's a nightmare for the defender to have to go up and guard Dennis Schroeder. The bench came on last night. Boucher, Porter, Flynn, Trent Jr. And I mentioned this before. Why do we keep complaining about the bench? It's not about the bench. The bench doesn't come in in the second quarter or the first quarter with a 25-point lead and they come and lose it for you every game. That's not what's happening. Stop looking at the bench. The guys you need to look at first are the ones in your starting lineup. Pascal, OG Barnes, 
Schroeder. Those are the people that you need to look at first. And then you can talk to me about the bench. But they got to put on. They got to represent. And they got to be consistent. Game in and game out. And when they begin to do that, and then when they show us on a consistent basis that that's how they're going to play, then you can start talking to me about the bench. That's when. Darko Ryakovic looks like he's doing well. Has the culture changed? We don't know yet. Not a big enough sample size. But keep your eye on that because that is important. OG Ananobi is another guy who we need to target for a second. Am I impressed with his play? He played well. The only issue I have with OG Ananobi at this point, and I don't, re- I wouldn't call it an issue. The only thing we want to see, if, if the Raptors are going to be at a certain level or get to another level, this play from OG Ananobi, the way he played in Dallas, that has to be on a night in, night out basis. Now, is he capable of that? None of us know yet. That's the thing. We want him to be. We want him to be because we know that's how you get to the next level. But are we going to see that? And I'm going to get into some of these numbers. Okay? Now, Scotty Barnes. Let's get into the meat and potatoes here. The main body. Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes played 39 minutes in this game. He shot 4 of 15 from the field. He was 0 of 4 from downtown, 6 of 8 from the free throw line. He had 14 rebounds, 6 offensively. 6 offensive rebounds. He had 7 assists. He had 4 steals and 2 blocks. He was a plus 9 on the night with 14 points. And my sister asked me this question, actually, at halftime. She said, man, are you, are you watching the game? Are you seeing Scotty Barnes? And she asked me, why does he look so different compared to last season? There's a couple reasons. Good question. There's a couple reasons. Scotty Barnes' jump shot has gotten a bit better, so you got to respect him a bit more. Are you going to sag off of him? Probably at times. But you got to wait and see. And if you got to wait and see, that means it can be a pick your poison kind of thing. Because he can make the shot, even though he didn't shoot it well last night. But he can get to the basket. And if he's on the block or at the high post, he can back you down and use his body. And he can back you down and dunk on you. He can back you down and give you that nice little jump hook over the top, that nice little turnaround jumper as well. So his repertoire offensively has gotten better. Number two is Scotty Barnes. This offense that Darko Ryakovich is running, it's well-suited for him. It's nice to see Scotty Barnes get up and down. He's good in transition. He's good in finishing in transition. He's a horse. He can get up and down the floor. He makes good decisions for the most part. It's beneficial to him to be up and down the floor, Scotty Barnes. It is. 
But the biggest thing, the biggest thing with Scotty Barnes on why he's looking so different, not that he didn't do things last season that he's doing now. He's just doing it at a higher level, his motor. He has a serious motor. I mean, when you're looking at these six offensive rebounds, they're glaring, especially when you're watching the game. They're glaring. He's long. He's athletic. He can jump. I mean, sometimes you're just looking at him grab some of these rebounds, and he just gobbles them up. You can see the opposition at times just has absolutely no chance. He has a motor. And that motor is running on high cylinders. Did that even make sense? I don't know. But you understand what I'm trying to say here. We got to drop a bomb for OG. Thirty-six minutes in this one, nine of seventeen from the field, three of eight from downtown, five of six from the free throw line. He had five rebounds in this one, two assists, plus nine as well, and he had twenty-six points in this one. I mean, he was doing it all. His jump shot is always nice. We know about that, but him being aggressive, getting to the basket. I mean, when he has the ball and he's going up for a two-hand dunk. You got to foul him. You got to foul him because the dude is just flat out tough as nails when he's attacking a basket. I want to see him put that ball on the floor. This is what we want to see. This is what we want to see. Pascal Siakam. Okay. His best game of the season in this one. 37 minutes, 15 to 25 from the field. Didn't make any three-point shots, but I like that as well because he doesn't need to take threes to win. If he hits them, it's a bonus, and we know he can make them. But it shows you he doesn't absolutely need to. Four offensive rebounds in this, 12 in total. Had five assists. You guys know when you listen to me, I love Pascal Siakam as a playmaker. He's capable. Plus seven, 31 points on the night. Thought he did a great job. Jakob Pertl, 21 points. Sorry, 21 minutes, four points, but he was two of five from the field. He had six rebounds in this one, three assists, two steals. Know what I love about Jakob Pertl? He never tries to do too much. Stays within his role, knows what his range is, and he just does what he can do. Tough defensively. I really like Jakob Pertl, man. He plays hard. He plays hard. And I can appreciate that. Let's drop a bomb here for Dennis Schroeder. And I talked about Dennis Schroeder. Absolute flat-out stud. 30 minutes in this one. 7 to 13 from the field. 1 of 4 from downtown. 3 of 4 from the free throw line. You had 18 points on the night. 5 assists, 2 steals, and a block. Love Dennis Schroeder. I'm very happy he's the starting point guard for the Toronto Raptors right now. He's a great pickup after Fred Van Vliet leaves. Uh, for Houston, and you can't be mad with it at all. He's providing everything for you that you need. Keeps the defense on their heels, can break the defense down, can create shots for other, can play defense 94 feet. I absolutely love Dennis Schroeder right now, and he is balling. He is balling. 
and he is playing very, very well. Now, let's get to let's get to something here with the bench. Let's get to the bench here, okay? Now, off the bench last night, I want to talk about two specific guys. Gary Trent Jr. did his thing, played nicely, 26 minutes in this one, 6 of 11 from the field, 4 of 8 from downtown. He hit some big shots. He had two rebounds and assists and a steal. But let's talk a little bit about Chris Boucher and Malachi Flynn, okay? Let's talk a little bit about Chris Boucher and Malachi Flynn. Who should we discuss first? Who should we discuss first? You know what? Let's go Malachi Flynn. Let's go Malachi Flynn. I'm going to drop a bomb here for Malachi Flynn. I'm the most brutal and vicious in Wait, what was that? That ain't the right clip. Here we go. That's what I'm talking about, baby. And Malachi Flynn in this one, I mentioned earlier, 15 minutes in this one. Two or four from downtown. He had eight points. He was a plus seven. Let's talk about it for a second. Malachi Flynn is being trusted by Darko Ryakovic. He's giving him opportunity to see what he can do. And a big part of Malachi Flynn being able to produce is him not having to look over his shoulder every second if he happens to make a mistake, him being thrown on the bench and not playing again for another three weeks. Everybody knows who has been listening to me. I have been rooting for Malachi Flynn for years now because I honestly believe he can play if he gets a chance. I've said this many times. He's quick, good form when he's shooting the ball, can play full court defense. Did you see the job that he did on Kyrie Irving yesterday? Or Wednesday night? He did a great job on Kyrie Irving. He did a great job on Kyrie Irving. You couldn't ask anymore from Malachi Flynn with the defensive job that he did out there against Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving was 8 of 19 from the field, 3 of 7 from downtown. 22 points, uh, 5 assists, 4 rebounds. But Malachi Flynn, in his 15 minutes, did a fantastic job on him, was in his face, making it tough for him. And Kyrie is Kyrie. It doesn't matter how good you play defense sometimes. He's still going to be able to make shots. But Malachi made it difficult. He made it difficult. And that's what I love to see about Flynn. And he can do it full court for you. He could do it full court. He was under control on the offensive side as well. Made a couple big threes. Letting the game come to him a little bit. And I absolutely loved it. I am rooting for Malachi Flynn. And I'm hoping that we can continue to see some minutes. From him. Okay, now I want to play a couple clips for you guys. Uh, the first one I'm going to play here is with 
Chris Boucher talking about Malachi Flynn. Malachi been grinding. He's been grinding a lot. Um, you know, it's amazing to see him. I get the opportunity. Um, it's not like we didn't know that he wasn't able to, but for him to actually get minutes and actually produce and, you know, um, you could see that um, for four years he wasn't just just there. He was learning and he was getting better. And now that he's on the floor, I think it's amazing to see him, the, the decision that he's making, but also how good he's getting uh, on the fly. He's been great. He's been absolutely great. Well, that's not true, but he's been damn good. He was damn good against Dallas, I'll say that much. Okay, but I like what we're seeing from him. It's coming on. It's coming on. And I can appreciate that. And I got one more about Malachi Flynn um, from Darko Ryakovich, the head coach. It's it's mentality, you know. It's uh, it's something that we're preaching from from day one. He needs to put a, the, the the smile on his face and go out there and really compete and enjoy enjoy the moment, you know. Uh, there was an amazing article that came out uh, a couple a couple of weeks ago about uh, Tom Brady. And when he spoke, uh, what changed his career? He was in college. He was third quarterback, and he complained to uh, to coach. He says, "How I'm gonna get better? I'm only getting two reps a practice." He says, "Make sure that those two reps matter," you know. And I sent, I, sh- I shared that article with, with Malachi. Like, don't think about like, am I playing five minutes, seven minutes, ten minutes? Make sure that everything counts when you go out there. Go play defense, play the right way, set up your teammates, and then when you play in that rhythm without like pressure that you have to make shots, then shots come and they fall down. Well said. Well said. And I like listening to Darko because he genuinely seems like a guy who cares. You know what I mean? He he cares about how guys feel because how people feel makes a difference with how they perform on the court. And I think Malachi can feel that. And because he can feel that, he's going to begin to perform better. He's going to begin to perform better. It's just a part of the reality of the situation here. So I'm interested in seeing what we're going to be getting from not just the starters, but these guys off the bench, especially when they're going to be going up against some big games with uh, the Boston Celtics, a couple of th- those games coming up, and also with the Milwaukee Bucks next week. And and one thing I wanted to mention about Scotty Barnes as well that I forgot to mention. I told you all the other things that he can do and how he's effective without having to put the ball in the basket. He's understanding how to use his size. He's rebounding like an animal. His shooting has gotten better, which I mentioned, but his passing and his ability to create shots for others. He's just a well-rounded player overall, and he knows how to make an impact in many different ways. Now, one more guy I got to get to off the bench. D1 Chris Boucher. Let's drop a bomb, damn it. Chris Boucher, 15 minutes, 4-4 from the field, one of one. From downtown, two rebounds, a block. But his overall impact in this game, first of all, he came off the bench and immediately fired a three. Bam, hits it. That's very Chris Boucher-like, okay? The dude absolutely has no fear. No fear whatsoever. 
which is what people absolutely love about Chris Boucher. Just his energy, his passion, okay? And you can tell that when Chris doesn't play, he's frustrated. That's a good thing. He should be frustrated, damn it. He's a competitor. What, do you want him to be happy about it? But guess what? He puts in the work. He puts in the work. And I'm going to talk about it in a second. Here is Coach Darko Ryakovic talking about Chris Boucher. Um, I, I give him a little credit. Like uh, this morning after shoot around, uh, he stayed after. He was not. Uh, he, he did not have to do it, but he took participation in playing five on five uh, with the guys that are out of, of the rotation. He's he's putting the work in, and you know when you put the work in, and when you get a dead rhythm of playing, even in, in the play groups, you're gonna feel much more comfortable in game, games at, at night. So uh, kudos to him and, and staying ready. And that's what it's about. It's always about staying ready. It's always about staying ready. Guys, it's early in the season. And it's not just about fans. The players have to understand too. This is an entirely new coaching staff. Darko Ryakovich is trying to figure things out as well. He's trying to figure things out as well. Nothing has to be taken personally. Nothing has to be taken personally. Chris is going to put in that extra work. And damn it, he's going to play. He's going to play. But let me break something down about Chris Boucher. Something I want him to understand. The only reason sometimes I think Chris may get a quick hook here and there is because of, in my opinion, ill-advised shot attempts at times. I said ill-advised shot attempts at times. And one thing Chris needs to know, and he already does know this, and the fans know this as well. Chris didn't make all this damn money and get re-signed because of his ability to put the ball in the basket. It's a great bonus for the team, but that's not why. And when Chris goes on the court, they're not putting him in necessarily to score. Guys can score. As a matter of fact, most guys in this league can score. Most guys in this league can score. You know what most guys in this league can't do? They can't do what Chris does. They can't grind like Chris, hustle like Chris. Did you see that play where there was two Dallas Mavericks going up to get the rebound? And Chris bats it out the air. The Raptors get possession of it. Dennis Schroeder ends up going to the free throw line and making two free throws. That was a conspicuous play. That everybody looks at and says, this is why Chris is out there. Because Chris has a rare superpower that a lot of other players just don't have. That hustle and grind mentality. That's what he has. That's what he does. 
And with that, he becomes an agitator. He becomes an agitator. He becomes one of those guys you become annoyed to play against because he's always fighting with you. You know how many foul calls get called against the opposing team when Chris is going for rebounds because they have to hack and claw away at him because they know he's jumping on that rebound before they get there? Happens all the time because he gets after it. He gets after it. And that's an amazing thing. So, folks, when you're looking at this game and you see what the players on this roster are capable of, it gives me some hope. It gives me some hope because I've been telling you guys all season, there has to be a wait and approach, a wait and see approach. And that's what I've been doing. And after seeing that game, and seeing what they're capable of actually coming back from against the Spurs, even though the Spurs are not a great team, but to see them come back from 22 down and just play a great second half and another wonderful second half against the Dallas Mavericks, it does give me some hope with this team. And when you see games like this, you begin to think about, is that culture starting to shift just a little bit, even though it's early? Is it beginning to shift just a little bit? Four and four after eight games. But still, if it's shifting, it's shifting, baby. If it's shifting, it's shifting, period. So it's telling me that the Raptors can be successful. They have talent. Can they put it together? Can they put it together? And it seems to me like Darko Ryakovich is the right guy. That's what it seems like to me because it's, he's not, he doesn't look like a guy who beats around the bush. If he needs to say something, he'll say it. He looks like if he got to say it to your face, he'll say it to your face, period. And the thing I like about him is he doesn't look like he tries to be everybody's friend. He's just genuine. Tells you how it is. Tells you the truth. Because he wants to see the best out of you. Okay, so... I do see some things starting to come together a little bit. And I like what I'm seeing. Now, pay attention to some of these upcoming games here. If you're the Toronto Raptors. Let's see we, we let's see what we got in the schedule here. You got some tough ones coming up here now. Boston on Saturday. Boston on Saturday. Then you got Washington on Monday. You got Milwaukee on Wednesday. And you got a tournament game on November 17th at home against the Boston Celtics again. So you got some good squads coming up here, man. You got some good squads coming up here. You're going to have to represent. You're going to have to represent here, man. This tournament, it's exciting. It's exciting. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens on Friday night. Uh, who do we got playing on, on Friday night, by the way? I don't even know. Let's see. If we can talk about it just a little bit. Let me see. I'm getting tired of trying to go to NBA.com. I've been going to ESPN. I find their sites a lot better when it comes to pretty much everything. Uh, We got the Wizards, Hornets, Jazz Pacers. (laughs) Nope, that's not true. That's not true. That was a couple days ago. We have... 76ers in the Pistons, Hornets, Wizards, 
Nets, Boston, Pelicans, Houston, Jazz, Grizzlies, Timberwolves, Spurs, Clippers, Mavericks. That's going to be a good tournament game. Lakers, Suns. That's what's up. Thunder and the Kings as well. You got some nice games coming on for the tournament on Friday. So that should be exciting. And remember, folks, remember, get in my DMs, get in my comments. Had a great question uh, about Scotty Barnes. Fantastic question that I hope I answered well. Uh, but, folks, social media, at Micro7 on IG, at Micros23 on Twitter. Make sure you continue to follow, like, subscribe, share, and rate everything the Micros podcast. And for everybody who's been giving me encouraging words, letting me know how much they love the podcast and that they're glad that I've, 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 I've stuck with it. I've stuck with it. I'm trying to make some noise here, folks. I'm trying to make some noise. So I'm glad you guys love the podcast. Okay, I'm on Apple Podcasts, I'm on Spotify, I'm on Google. And I think I've wrapped up everything in this coverage of the Raptors and this will against uh, the the Dallas Mavericks. So, folks, I will be back again on Monday, give you a brief update about what happened against them and the Boston Celtics and a few other things. But, folks, I will be back again soon. This is Mike Roach, and I'm out. You've been listening to the Mike Roach Podcast, where storytelling, sports, and keeping it real are the only ways to live by. We hope you've gotten some valuable and practical information from the show. Link up with us on Instagram at Mike Roach 7, where you can view images of the content on this program. We're on Facebook, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Have a wonderful day, and thank you for listening. Until next week.